0: This week I'm interviewing Fabi Leinberger. She is an athlete I coached earlier this year towards the Never Summer 60K, a mountainous race in Colorado. She didn't actually finish due to DQ, and I'll leave that story for the podcast itself, but we got together to talk training and nutrition and how you train for a mountainous race in Colorado when you live in Virginia, and what it looks like to adapt your training when your life gets a little hectic. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Eat Well, Sleep Great, Run Far podcast. My name is Will Franz, and I'm here to help you go farther, faster, and longer without injuries, gut problems, or giving up your favorite foods. This week on the podcast, I have Fabi Leinberger. She is an athlete I've worked with for a couple months, and she recently ran a very difficult race in Colorado, the Never Summer 60K. And she and I are just going to talk a little bit about training and what that looks like to get to get yourself at least ready for a race like that. What made you choose to do a like 60-kilometer mountain race in the middle of Colorado? <laughs>
1: um my friend. <laughs> Aaron, last year, I did a race there with him. I did a 22K to see how I will adjust to elevation. It was sure. 1,300, 400, I think, the top of that one. Sure. And I did good. I become a lot slower at the top. Um, I'm, I live in Virginia Beach, so I train in flat terrain. So that was hard. Yeah. And then when this year came, he said, well, let's do one, a longer one now that you do well in elevation. So he picked that race. It was very intimidating because it was two mountains to to run and it was hard.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, it uh, is not an easy profile for anybody who hasn't looked at it. It's very, it's not quite as bad as Leadville, but it's very Leadville-esque. Like it's like these, just like these pikes of, of peaks that you basically just have to like clamber your way up. Um, so how, how was training for that? Like you and I've been working together for a bit. How did you feel? How did you feel going into the race?
1: I, I was very nervous. Um, I didn't think I was going to make as far as I did. Um, sure. Oh, and I never finished the race (laughs) to put that out there. I went up through the first mountain, down the first mountain, around a lake and missed a turn, um. But I was on target to make it to the first cutoff.
0: I'm sure
1: so you that, were. <laughs> yeah, that was a relief for me. I didn't even think I was going to get it that far. So I did a lot of treadmill incline training. Yeah, which is sucked at the beginning, but I, <laughs> yeah, I think half of half through the training, I was getting better at it. I, I remember even at grade six, my heart rate would come out of my chest. And I did most of this training at incline 12, which is the highest my okay. treadmill, and my heart rate did come out of my chest, so I know <laughs> I was going to get better at it.
0: <laughs> you got much better at it. Like we were doing, I mean, it started off with like intervals of 30, and by the end, you were doing like intervals of 10 minutes at the worst, and you were right. doing fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. Um, now on that note, like you said, you were kind of nervous going in and yet you did it anyway, which is something I really kind of appreciate and respect. Like what pushed you to, for lack of a better term, do it scared? Like why, like what felt gave you the motivation and your like impetus or like why continue with it, even though you weren't quite sure how it was going to go?
1: Because I'm a <laughs> What's that? Hell yeah. Somebody do
0: something, I'm going
1: to go and do it. <laughs>
0: great love <laughs> that so I mean you and I have had some long conversations about like confidence and boosting that like what have you found through the past couple months to be really useful as far as like getting over these mental hurdles because we talked about it a lot and it's definitely a struggle and it's the thing mm-hmm. I personally struggle with myself and my own competition like what has helped you get past those blocks
1: um I think The nutrition part because I never really focus on that. I just pretty much wing it to whatever they have in the (laughs) education. Sure. Um. And you, I remember you always remind me if you eat right and you give me the formula how much I had to eat every hour. Um. That actually helped me a lot. Um. I was sipping like through an IV through my backpack. I have my I have honey and has and I have glue. So I intermittent I do. Half hour, one, half hour, the other one. Um, and I think that kept my mind busy and it kept me going at the same time. And during training, like and you know me, during training, I didn't do a lot of goo and honey. I will do maybe one every hour and every, every hour and 15 minutes. Um, but that's the, every time I remember you need to eat, it kind of made me go farther.
0: That makes sense. I'm glad to hear that was so helpful. Because I mean, you know, it's a thing I really believe in and struggle with myself. And I'm glad that was so helpful for you. I'm really. Before
1: um, I forget, I was eating very little. I was hardly eating the calorie intake that I needed just to survive. And you told me I needed to increase at least five hundred to six hundred more calories a day. And it took me at least a week to get there. Um yeah. And I started performing better. I wasn't getting exhausted. I wasn't, I didn't have to take three days rest because I couldn't move because I was so tired. So I think all of that more food on myself <laughs> kind of gave me a little bit more confidence.
0: <laughs> Good. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. you say you didn't have to take three days' rest. I remember when we first talked, I remember it really vividly. I know where I was. Um you told me that for years you've been struggling to even, like, get two back-to-back runs in, mm-hmm. kind of get hurt. How how long has that been going on, and did that get better through this training cycle?
1: It did get uh, a lot better. I mean, I was able to pretty much work almost every other day or just take two days off as a rest day during the week. Um, mm-hmm. or I mean, I would work two days in a row and then I had to take three days off because I was exhausted.
0: <laughs> sure, I get that. Yeah, you did great. And if we're looking at, um, there were some injury things and a lot of that is coming from like, you know, short time scales and like trying to figure it out. What did you, how did your, so you had a cat like a calf strain and a little bit of Achilles stuff. Like, how are you doing now with all of that?
1: Um, the calf, I think, is better now. I oh, never yeah. had it until when I told you it happened, and I think it might be a lot to do with my Achilles. I have Achilles tendonitis in there, mm-hmm. and it flare up once a year, no matter what I'm training for. It always does, and I had to take mm-hmm. at least running. Um, this time I think it was a combination of I twisted it and mm-hmm. I, and I keep going with the training instead of just sure. taking so for so now I'm recovering from it it's getting a lot better it's been inflamed for a while and I think just finally now it's kind of getting to the point that it's normal it doesn't hurt anymore
0: okay.
1: is, I'm not limping
0: I'm really glad that makes I'm, I'm very glad so like what's what's next for you for the next couple months and like what's coming up on the do you have any races you definitely want to do any of that kind of stuff like what are you looking at
1: I might do one like late January. One of my friends that she runs with me, but never done a, uh, an ultra. I think the most she has done is maybe a marathon. I know she's done a couple half. Um, so she got the bug because I do them all the time. <laughs> she's like, okay, I want one. So we might train for one in January. Um,
0: awesome.
1: I'm not training. I told her I'm not going to start training until at least October. I need to make sure that I get a little stronger. I'm going to follow yeah. a strength program that... You gave me? <laughs> yes. Uh, a little more CrossFit um from now to and, October and then I start training. Um all the training that I work with you, I think, because we start a little late too. Yeah, of course. Um I did get a little stronger, but and, I think I get stronger.
0: Yeah, so, I agree. That's awesome. Yep. yeah so, like, Taking that cycle.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to run a little bit. So I don't, I don't want to lose it. I I like running. Um, if I don't run, I get very anxious.
0: <laughs> that.
1: Yeah. So I can't wait to run again. I haven't run in three weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I just weak my hip today. And I'm a, I'm not sure what exactly that means. So we'll, we'll find out. I feel you. The anxiety is a real thing. What mm-hmm. got you into running in the first place I mean you know I think that ultra running is a crazy sport that I appreciate that people do so like what got you into running these long distances why do you feel the like push to do this difficult sport
1: I don't know I I remember as a as a kid I always liked running um in my high school I went to a school that was 90 percent boys and 10 percent girls so the boys will run and the girls will do aerobic gymnastic, which I hated it. I was et, and my teacher had to do this. I know, I wanna go running. And it was almost the end of the year. I out I was not gonna do the aerobic little thing with the ribbon and she sent me running with the boys. <laughs> I always had liked running. That's my um, favorite
0: thing, you've never told me that. I love that so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> then I had kids when I was very young. Uh, I moved to the state. I'm from Chile. So I moved to the state. I had kids. And I didn't run for years. I did go to the gym. I was always active. Um, I don't know. I had to be active. I can't just sit down. I can't watch a movie unless I'm exhausted. (laughs) And then I was like in my 30s. I said, okay, I want to do an AK. This is the longest I had run in my life. I was a 100-meter sprinter. (laughs) (laughs) I was fast, but I was dead at the end. Yeah. And I AK in here, um very slow because I was afraid that I was gonna make it. And then my friend has done it too, and she said, Hey, let's do a half marathon. So next year we did a half marathon. After that, we did another half marathon and then said, Oh, let's do a marathon. So we did a marathon. And then we just kept doing marathon and um, half marathon and said, you know what? I'm gonna do an Ultra. There's one in the local park here. So I did that by myself. And I got hooked. I don't know. I just <laughs>
0: that's awesome and like how long ago was that ultra
1: I think it was 2011 I want
0: to say so you've been doing this for a while that's cool yeah
1: yeah so I did that one and I took a couple days off and then one of the one from the group from the gym we did a 24-hour race we just did it for fun to see how long we can get we did like 50 some miles because you know it was a loop and we would take breaks and talk and then go again and then after that one of my friends from the gym she said hey I haven't talked to her like in six months after that she said she called me she said hey you want to train for 100k I said yes let's do it so we did 100k.
0: (laughs) Which 100k did you do?
1: I was in Pennsylvania it's called Pine Ridge Challenge.
0: Okay how was it?
1: it was flat which was good
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that definitely helps that's good
1: awesome we we wanted to finish so we took it very easy it took us forever but we finished
0: (laughs) oh i love that well looking at like all of that you've been doing this for a bit it sounds like you've been having a good time like what have you had a coach before no what made you get one for the never summer
1: because I was really afraid of this race.
0: <laughs> it looked really think, hard. Yeah. To be honest,
1: that. I think you did help me a lot mentally and physically. I think mentally I still have blocks on my head that I wasn't mm-hmm. going to make. And I think that kind of put me a little back on my training. Sure. Um, and to be honest, I know because I was giving an eye on my watch to make that uh, the first cut off. I know for sure I was not going to make the second cut off. Yeah. But to get me through just half of it, it was, I was shocked for myself that I could do that. Mm. <laughs> it was very steep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very steep. I think you consistently surprise yourself too when you finally get out there. We've seen this in training too, where your your paces are often faster than you think they're going to be. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. So it was a good journey. I'm
0: glad. Um, if somebody else were, like, what was your biggest takeaway from this whole, like, process training for the 60K?
1: Consistency. And that's one of the other things I, I wanted to get a coach because I knew when, like, you, if I have a plan in front of me, I'm going to follow it. But if I'm going to do my plan, and I say, oh, you know, I'm tired today. Or, you know, my husband was in the hospital for two weeks. I just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I knew something I had to follow it it mm-hmm. made me it, it's like a commitment I had to do it you know
0: yeah I get that we we're also flexible though like with your husband in the hospital like we dropped a couple and moved them around and made all the shifts right like
1: and that took the thought of me having to do that that was on you and I was so grateful for care for that you know
0: yeah absolutely I was happy to like be able to take that on for you it's not a great two weeks I'm really glad that you didn't have to deal with any of that That's really good.
1: Yeah, put extra stress in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nobody needs that in general, much less here. Yeah. um, If somebody were thinking about maybe getting a coach, it doesn't have to be me, just kind of a coach in general to support them on that end, like what would you say to them?
1: Um, If it's the first time and they really think about it, yes, I think it's very, very beneficial. Um, for For me, at least it pushed me a little bit more. It was easy to follow a plan than just to wing it. Um the accountability was there for me. Um the guesswork, all of that is out of the question. You just had to go and do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Well good Fabi. Anything else you want to say of anything before we sign off? Uh,
1: thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, very, very helpful. Um it's kind of what I expected, but I think it was more than what I expected. Thank you. You were very understanding of when I have issues and when I, have, when I was freaking out.
0: <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> of course, what I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: You're welcome. I'm happy to do it. You're fun to work with. I'd work with you anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Well, I'm gonna log off, hang out for a sec. We'll chat. Okay. Um, everybody who listened, thank you so much. And we'll be back. Another time with more of the podcast. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the show. To be clear, I'm not a doctor nor a registered dietitian, and nothing you heard was medical advice. You should always speak with a qualified medical professional before making any changes to your training regimen. If you enjoy the podcast or found it useful, please take a couple seconds to give it a rating or share it with a friend. Every little bit helps. And if you want more of this information... Please head to the Trail and Ultra Running Nutrition Group on Facebook. You'll be in good company with other like-minded people who like to do hard stuff outside.